you are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, which we even call the support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Randolph Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Uh, today, Chase Brennan and I are debriefing a little bit on our our ski demo that we had just a couple days ago at the <coughs> Snow Basin and snowboard. and snowboard. But today, this is just a ski. Today's ski. We'll yeah. talk snowboard on maybe the next one. You keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> one of these months, we'll get around yeah, to snowboarding. That's okay. That's maybe. Okay. <laughs> next year. Um, so we just kind of gushed over Icelandic skis and um, I'm I'm a pr- I'm pretty picky about my skis I like um, y- you know I can I can like just about any ski but there's only a few that I want to be mine you, know? you want to actually spend money on yeah it's like I can like a lot of different people but there's only <laughs> but there's only a few that I actually want to spend a decent amount Podcast of time with, with. Oh, right yeah. yeah and um and I was impressed I wasn't expecting to like Icelandic and I really did there's another ski that I demoed that is one of those that I really liked it but I probably wouldn't want to own it well I would maybe if I had 10 pairs of skis if I had it's a not on the short list. It's not the one ski that I would want to be my only ski. I I dated a lot of girls. I liked a lot of them, but there was only one that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Mm. Which was which ski was that? Um, so the Mindbender from K2 is that ski that I tested out. I came away really like a huge smile on my face, a lot of fun, and then I said. But I probably wouldn't buy it. Wait, so this is the one you would not marry? It's the one I would not marry. Okay. Yeah. This one you left on the third or fourth date. Right. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of fun yeah. while it lasted. She's a good kisser. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but there's I, other other baggage. Jason, give it away your age. Right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so anyway, the K2 Mindbender. What'd you 98? like about it? Is that 99. 99? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. 99 Ti, I think it was. Uh, the one that I was on, was there a 99 Ti and a 99? I don't know that I was on a Ti. Oh, I oh th- maybe I was. I think you're on the Ti. The, the gray one. <coughs> yeah, it was a Ti. Anyway, I actually thought it was a really fun ski. And, and you know, maybe I would enjoy skiing that as my only ski, but it... it it was a different type of ski than I'm used to skiing. So let me explain my ski style so that people understand a little bit. When I go Fast. to a resort, if it's if there's powder, I ski powder. If there's not powder, I ski from top to bottom as fast as I can go every time, all the time. Um, I don't 
dink around much in groomers. I it's powder or fast, and so um, I tend to like a, a ski that skis more like a GS ski. Big turns, fast turns, stable at speed versus um, shorter slalom type turns. The mind bender turned like like a slalom ski a little bit more. There's more side cut. It was a quick turning ski. It was a very lively ski. Had a lot of energy in it, which made it really fun. Because when I started skiing fast, man, it was just like it was just whipping back and forth, making quicker turns. There was a lot of energy, but I had to be on my game. Like I had to, I had to ski hard on it and and be aggressive with it. Because if I wasn't, it would kind of toss me around. Um, it wasn't a ski that I could just kind of stand up and relax on. I needed to be skiing. I had I had to be on it. So definitely I wouldn't say an intermediate or a beginner to intermediate ski, more of a intermediate to advanced ski. And a ski for people who like to carve, uh, like rumors and stuff. It would probably be an okay ski in the powder because it had a big shovel. Um, it probably would do fine in the powder, but it's a lively ski and it's just not one that you can relax on too much, at least in my opinion. Um, Matt skied it, and he wasn't a big fan, right? Correct. Uh, I mean, maybe he liked it okay. He, he liked I think kind of the same as you. He liked it. He was like, oh, yeah, that was a fun ski. He liked it. So why that? I mean, they've got, I'm sure they got a full lineup of skis. Yeah. Why did you guys ski the same one? So Chase... Chase I told them what to ski. <laughs> yeah. Look, we were on assignment. We, uh, Chase and I discovered, uh, uh, at the same time this last weekend, we were watching the same show. It's like... We text each other, and it was like we were on the same wavelength. He, yeah. he texts me, he's like, so-and-so rides on K2. And I was like, are you watching the X Games recap right now? Colby <laughs> Stevenson out of Park City skis on K2. So there's that. And, he, and Jay says, are you watching the X Games recap? Because I legit just thought, thought the same thing. <laughs> and he sure was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm wondering if that was his ski? or No, he's on he's on a Park ski. Yeah. Okay. He's on a Park ski. I'm yeah. sure he's got several skis. But the Mindbenders, like, they're all mountain. Um, they make it up to a, I want to say 118. I'm not super familiar with the brand, so I don't totally know. But I know it's like a 108, a 99. They do a 90. Um, so it's like they're all mountain. Could be a powder ski. <coughs> and the reason we bring this up is, you know, each, um, each year the shop, we don't, we don't have a huge lineup of skis, but we're always looking to see what would fit best for our buyers and what, what do the people around here want to ski and we, like, yeah, K2 is a great brand. Let's see, let's see what they got. So you were demoing K2. So. Right. And I like the ski. And I, I think that I think that if I slowed my, my speed down a little bit, it would have been a really fun ski. But I like, to, I like to ski fast. And skiing that ski fast, it just wanted to turn quicker than, um, than I wanted to turn at a fast speed. Now, if I slowed it down a little bit, it would have been a really fun carving ski. It carved well, and, and I imagine it would be good in powder. I, I just, there was no powder to ski, so. So it's more like, mind bender, man. And less like, mind bender! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. I don't yeah. think you could have explained it any better. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it didn't feel like a, it didn't feel like a slow ski. I, all I'm saying is like, the, it didn't feel very good going 50 miles an hour down the mountain. Wait a minute. But at I only clocked 20, in at 36 this last weekend. At 25. On my, on my watch. Well, it looks like you need to get quicker. I know. You know. I thought 36 was pretty decent. 
decent. I mean, I'm almost at 40. You know who has <laughs> the Strava record at Snow Basin, don't you? No. For the downhill. For the giant, the GS. For the for just the fastest um, top to bottom from is, the is it you middle bull gondola or for the middle bull lodge to the moose down down uh, Sweet Revenge. In okay. Scoville. Yeah. No. Greg yeah. Reynolds. I've got it. How many? Well, How at least I actually haven't looked at Strava for the last couple of years, but for like four years I had Doesn't it. Doesn't it update you when someone beats you? Yeah, mm. but I haven't had the Strava app on my phone in a long time. Um, but it, it clocked my top speed, and I can, I can only imagine that this was during a free fall. <laughs> uh, clocked it at 81 miles an hour. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't know if I buy that. I've gotta, I got to imagine <laughs> that there was a glitch in the system, or they <laughs> caught me as I was like free falling down School Hill when I popped off the... You can't there. do that now. Like, yeah, there's. You, were you on like a Tuesday afternoon? Or so that what? was that was before the day. That was on touring gear, actually. Oh. On Choyus, freshly, freshly waxed, uh, Dina <laughs> Fitch Choyus, TLT five boots. That's impressive. Oh. And I oh. was in a tuck from top to bottom as fast as I could, as I could go, and because uh, I wanted to see if I could get the record and. I don't know if I still have it. I I should download the Strava app and see. I haven't That's checked crazy. in a long time. So yeah, you do like to ski very fast. When it's a groomer day, I just don't like. If it's powder, you ski powder because that's just right. the best. But you don't. But I get kind of bored skiing slow on groomers. It's like if I can go sixty miles an hour, it's still exciting. And I haven't really seen Chase's style much because I only went a couple couple laps with them, but. Like skiing with Matt or snowboarding with Matt, he was he was very play. He had a playful style. Do you ever do that? You ever, you know, yeah. jump around on the sides uh -huh. and things, or or you just like like I'm just. No, I I like that too. I just um. If it's if it's a hard icy day or something, sometimes the popping off the side jumps and landing on rock hard ice. I mean, you just take fun. your poles and you just throw them to the side and do the whole hill like polis. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I um. I do like to to just pop off jumps and play around a little bit, but I'm getting old. I'm like 33 now, and that's so old. I know. And I think uh, when Jason I was, Hill's only 30. Yeah, so, you that's know. true. You're in second. Oh no! Yeah. Do you know? I can't remember his his real name, um, but he's up there. He's up there every single day skinning. Are you serious? Oh, let me see. Uh, Dave, I think that's his name. Santa Claus is his uh, Strava name. He's up there every day. He is. That. He literally is up there every day. Santa Claus. He. Oh yeah, I know Dave. But he looks. Nah, am I thinking the right? He's person? he's quite the athlete. He's he he will book multiple activities a day on Strava. Um, got a pretty dog. That's pretty great though. That you. Well, seconds not yeah, bad. I know who that, but. Oh, that makes me wonder how. Uh, how do I look up that that run of his? Uh, like, look at the speed. How much did yeah. he beat you by? Yeah, I'm curious. So Greg's time is three minutes and four seconds, and his is three minutes and two seconds. Oh. The next person is three thirteen. So you had it by a while. Um, yeah, but you're on touring gear. He oh, maybe yeah. too. I don't know. His max speed was sixty-two miles an hour. So my max was like yeah, yours says eighty-two point three. No way. Now I can 
Would you I come thought... to a stop and eat a sandwich in the middle and then and then get after it again? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I'm going to guess that either there was a glitch in the system and that somehow it didn't, like, didn't record me from one spot to another and then it just, like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't, because I don't think you can go 82.3 except on the men's downhill and a complete straight tuck. Yeah. And I wasn't doing that, but I was doing a complete straight tuck on every single hill. Um, school hill's probably the the longest, steepest hill down Sweet Revenge, wouldn't you say? Down that main run? Yeah, probably. So I was like straight tucked so down school hill. you have to touch the hill. moose or you just, just go to the bricks? Uh, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know where the end is. I just, I skied to where it hit the bricks, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, I do like to ski fast and I just kind of feel like when there's when there's uh it's a groomer day there's no good powder there aren't good jumps and all that other stuff then it's like that's the way to get a thrill so i ski fast so anyway that's all that's a, <coughs> a it, side, it does tell track. us about your st but the ski that you demoed which was not it doesn't it's fit not that a not a gs ski yeah. yeah but you said you had fun on it yeah oh it was really fun because it i mean it was quicker turning it was it was a good carving ski surprisingly really good carving ski um it was fast it almost felt like a slalom ski where i could make quick turns it carved well it held an edge really well um it was very lively had a lot of energy back kind of back in your ski which or when you took a turn it really you really felt like you could pop in and out of turns because um, there's a lot of energy in that camber but with that said I didn't necessarily feel like that was a ski that I could just kind of um, stand up and relax on it wasn't didn't feel quite as forgiving for example the Elan Ripstick which was another one that I I demoed and you guys have been raving about that ski for a few years and I hadn't skied it and so I skied that one and that was one that held an edge well that carved well but i felt like was much more forgiving i could i could carve hard on it and it felt good i could stand up and relax and it was it was comfortable i could do big gs turns and it was solid it was pretty light um and uh it seemed like it would be a good powder ski too because it had a big shovel and still pretty wide so um i was really that elon ripstick impressed me immensely because I was surprised at how well it held an edge for and how effortless it felt um, and how well it handled choppy junk and um, for how light of a ski it is like it that, said, that I mean away. the rep said that that Elan ski was for almost any level skier to enjoy so if you were maybe not a beginner but but he said like but it's not the worst. For See, I, I would put a beginner on that ski, on the, the narrower waist. It's such an easy ski to turn. Huh. Um, you can you can wash out the edges really easy on it, or you can get up on on edge really easy on it. My mom, is she's been skiing since she was a young, young lady. A young mom. A young, well, before the young mom, <laughs> but since she was little. And she's a great skier, but she skis very, very cautiously now. She's had a few accidents, and... She's just getting slower, um, and she wanted a ski that, like every now and then, she'll still kind of resort back to the snowplowish thing. Mm -hmm. Great skier, but just takes it really slow. And I was like, she demoed a lot of skis last year, um, and I mean, 
you name it, K2, Solomon, Rosignol, Head, um, even some Icelandics. She, she demoed all these different skis. And the ripstick is what she ended up going with because it was so easy for her to ski on, so forgiving. But then you have Glenn Plake who rips, or Greg, or me, you know, get on this ski and you can rip hard pack and it still holds an edge incredibly well. Um, and it's got life to it. It doesn't chatter a ton. I think that's the hard thing is to make a ski that's soft and easy to ski on, but also doesn't chatter at high speeds. And How do they do that? Well, with ripstick, I think one of the ways they accomplish it is how they're laying their wood in the ski, but as well as um, they have two hollow carbon fiber rods in the ski. And rather than, so carbon's going to dampen the ski, but they make them hollow so they store energy. So you're getting that dampening power that, that uh, carbon does. And a lot of companies will just put like sheets of carbon in there, a solid carbon rod, and it does just that. It dampens it. But when you haul it up, like I said, it stores energy out of the turn. So as it's dampening the ski and you're waiting on that ski, when you pop it out of that turn, it snaps back to where it should be rather than just a damp kind of slower snap back. So interesting. I wonder if, do you, if, do you know if they can like copyright or whatever. That's the, like, you know what I mean? Like, like patent it. Patent that like technology that, that they've. I'm sure they can. I don't, I don't know. Time or, or like two years from now, ski or ski company X will do the same thing. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I'm sure there's parts of the design they they definitely patent. Um, I don't know exactly what what's patentable and what's not. I'm not a patent attorney. You know. I, I'm just curious because if it seems to work well and I'm a competitor, I'd be like, yeah, let's do what Alon's doing. Then again, Alon, another thing I learned about them this year that I didn't know. Was they make skis for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically a ski manufacturer. One of the black, one of the biggest in the world, yeah. Yeah, I think they are the biggest in the world. They probably yeah. Um, black crows, not all of black crows, but a lot of black crow skis come out of the Elon factory. Um, the other half come out of the Atomic factory. Um, but yeah, Elon is making skis for some of the biggest names out there, as well as themselves, obviously. Yeah. But. Not like a brand that's like has sex appeal to it necessarily. It's just a, but it's a very, I guess, a user friendly. Yeah. CD. So Glenn Plake um, has been one of their athletes for, I don't know how long. He hasn't been that popular of a ski athlete for. I think that's a Joe Bob poster. Twenty five. That, that I have. It's oh Glenn yeah. Plake on the skis. Yeah. I can't see the skis. So. I don't know that he's been like, you know, super relevant. Got to be in, like 50, 55 years. Yeah, old. yeah. In, in probably twenty-five years. Twenty-five years is probably he was very when popular he was very in the popular, 80s, right? Nineties, right? And and people that ski still recognizes Mohawk and stuff like that, but um, the younger skiers are gonna say Glenn Plake who? Um, but. So he's one of their big athletes, and so when you look at like the top athletes now, the Chris Benton Chetlers and and uh, who are who are some of the other um, most popular athletes? John John Collinson. There and, you go. Uh, uh, you asked me on the spot. So the the skis that they're skiing on. Yeah. The skis that they're skiing on. Those are going to be kind of the 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 brands that are most popular these days. The um, the Atomics. The uh, Factions, Armada, Faction, Black Crows. Right, all of those. Yeah, yeah, I asked somebody the other day about Armada. Like, why does everybody want those? And I was like, it's because all the kids are. 
The pros, a lot pro, of pros. Pro kids are skiing. Young, yeah. young. A lot of them are. I th- yeah, I think they they crush it in the park skiing area. Yeah. Um, the big mountain, all mountain. I think Atomic and K2 and um, some of those other companies Solomon are doing a little bit better. Well. Solomon. You know made me really sad? No one was at the Kemper booth. <laughs> I, won- <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> I never... Yeah, I was really sad. Yeah. They're trying to make a comeback. Apparently Sims is too. Yeah. Know. Oh really? Huh. That was that takes me back to my junior high days. Oh, I'm telling <laughs> you what, yeah. I had a Morrow and I don't think I had a Kemper. I might have had a Kemper. Yeah. And I had this Morrow that was like the first twin ever. <laughs> and it wasn't even a true twin, it just they just decided to sort of make it look like it. anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so um, but I I was a big big fan of the Elan Ripstick. I thought that is definitely a ski that I could be completely happy with with uh, as my only ski. It would do everything well. It's light enough even to tour in the backcountry. I bet it would ski powder well. It handled crud surprisingly well. Um, it it carved well. It was um, forgiving. I felt like it was very forgiving, especially compared to uh, that K2. The K2 Mindbender, really fun ski. Wouldn't be my choice if that was the only ski I owned. Um, but I could find a place for it in a quiver of skis. Um, but I would, I would, well, I don't know, because. <laughs> How is that not popular? Like, paper. <laughs> Does there this explain a lot about me? Like, this is what I grew up in, right? Yeah. Here. Like, all fluorescent all the time. Oh, uh, man. Okay. Just Google Google Kemper snowboards. Kemp, vintage I... Kemper snowboards. And uh, there's a lot of fluorescent green and a lot of fluorescent pink. And wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No helmets, by the way, back then. Yeah. Um, so I was saying that. The K2 skis, the K2 Mindbender, I was thinking that would be a good ski to fit in a quiver. But the more I think about it, if I had that ski, I'm not sure that I would choose that ski out of, you know, a batch of, uh, you know, 10 different skis or whatever as my ski for the day, maybe ever. Mm. It would be a ski that's like, I want to ski this for like four or five runs because it's fun to carve a lot but after four or five runs i'd be like all right where's the where's the other ski i could say the pioneer uh from from uh, icelandic on a groomer day that's a ski that i could ski all day long and be psyched on uh, because it's just fast and fun and it fits my style um and i could ski that one all day long and be thrilled and this is good so. information because i mean wh- wh- most people don't have access to go demo a whole bunch of skis. Right. So how are you going to find out what the ski is best for your riding style? Everybody's for skiing style. Everybody skis a little bit differently. What the it's, heck are you? Yeah, like it's also hard to to go look at like online reviews. Um, I mean, Free Skier Mag does them, Backcountry Mag does them, um, Outdoor Gear Lab does them, but they rarely test all the skis. And I, I don't know if it's true. What I've I've heard lots of times it's um, whoever, comp- pays out whoever, whoever pays out the most money and I I work for Icelandic as an ambassador and I don't see that happen with Icelandic um, but we're rarely at the top of all the reviews because we don't we're not out th- I don't think we're out there flashing money in front of people saying hey review our stuff 
Um, but Free Skier Magazine put the Nomad 105 in the top 11 skis on the planet um, in their last review. So they're getting out there. I don't, I don't know. I just, it's, you bring up a really good question. Are reviews very like accurate? I read ski reviews sometimes, and I'm like, I do not agree with that at all. Even the profile of the, the skier board, because I mean, we talked about this when we reviewed snowboards, but reading the profiles of one of the boards I wanted to buy, I almost pulled the trigger on it. And then I wrote it at the demo and was like, oh, thank goodness I didn't. <laughs> but on paper, on their website, on like the read-up of it, it is everything that I was looking for in a board. From the profile and everything. But then the on-mountain handling, I was like, mm, yeah, not yeah. what I was thinking. You know, how hey. the heck are you supposed to know that without demoing it's, all the skis? It's so hard. It's I, tough. I'm And especially like me or Greg or you that are, are proficient and we know it it's you're picky about your stuff you can't just go make do on whatever you get because you want to have the right equipment i think you've got to talk to someone probably maybe someone who's not working in a storefront um that's going to push you in any, either which direction that's tried the stuff and can really we're, we're pretty open and honest but um, yeah i i agree <laughs> mm-hmm. um get work with a shop that you really trust and talk to someone who's actually skied the ski and knows the way you you ski and ask Thank for you. a demo because we mm-hmm. have a couple demos um, and more stores are going to that just because it is. It's Before you want to drop that much coin on a ski, you want to like feel it underneath you and see what, mm. see what you're about to do. I think most stores, just like us, if you demo a ski and you want to buy that ski, we'll take that demo price off of that ski. And I think most companies do that. If they don't, then you should... You should uh, play hardball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Shop at Gear Thirty, Gear Thirty dot com. Go demo it there, and then come buy it from us. But can we do virtual online demos. You could try. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. But yeah, it's tough. Um, I think it's really hard to know without getting it on your your feet yourself. You um, know, that Nomad Nomad One Hundred Five from Icelandic was such a fun ski, and it's their bestseller, and that's the one that. You know, someone comes in, say, I'm looking for a good do-everything ski, and that's the first one you probably go to. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the first one I would have chosen if I was looking for an inbound ski over the natural, because in my mind, the natural is a better backcountry ski. But having demoed both, my personal choice would have probably been the natural as my first choice, Nomad as my second choice. And, uh, and, it, and it's only because I tried it out. I... Mm-hmm. And I, there's no way I would have known. I wouldn't have guessed that at first. And then the Pioneer, like, I thought that looked like a really cool ski. Like, just looking at the profile and stuff, I was like, this looks like a great all-mountain ski. I would have never known that it was like a rocket ship and <laughs> that that just likes to go fast and doesn't like to – doesn't go slow very well. At least it didn't feel like it for me. And – uh and so when I when I first looked at it at the wall on the wall, I would have never known that without skiing it. And so, it is it does pay to uh, go into your shop, to your local shop, to talk to people who have skied them, to who have really skied them, and even ask them, "Have you skied this ski?" No. Is there someone that works here that has skied this ski? Because, you know, I'm pretty good at looking at profiles and looking at descriptions and guessing what it's going to ski like, and I'm right most of the time but not all the time and the the pioneers were one that really surprised me for that reason and the 105 lights just just the fact that it's called light i would have assumed more chattery 
um, less damp, um, that sort of thing. I guess more chattery and less damp. Are kind <laughs> same of thing. Same thing. Um, but I would have assumed just because it's a lighter weight ski that it was going to be more chattery, that it wasn't going to ski quite as well. And in my mind, like I skied them both and they skied just as well as the 105, the Nomad 105. So it really does pay to either demo it yourself if you can or talk to someone who's demoed them and has actual experience on the ski. Absolutely. Everyone rides different too. So it sounds like to wrap it up, Icelandic is home run and Elon is home run. They yeah. both... Yeah, both, both of those. are making skis that are crushing it. And the it. K2 mine, I, I'm sure that K2 has a lot of skis that I'd really enjoy. K2 Mindbender was not the right ski for my ski style. I enjoyed it. It was fun, but it wouldn't be one that I personally would purchase. Mindbender, man. <laughs> and I probably wouldn't wouldn't <laughs> suggest it to anybody um, that's a beginner or even an intermediate skier. Uh, maybe an intermediate skier that likes to carve groomers. Um, I don't know that I'd, I, it's more of an advanced ski, I think, at least the tie, the TI one was, cause it was quite lively. So anyway, cool. right so there's that. all right. Well, thanks for joining us today for this podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. Which you did. Of course. Yeah, obviously. But if you didn't, um, <laughs> there's, there's more episodes coming about <laughs> different topics. Maybe you're a snowboarder like Brandon. Oh, we'll get to you in just a minute. We'll get to you. Um, so, but if you enjoyed the podcast, click subscribe, share it with your friends, please. And um, also you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero. Like us on Facebook and check out our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com. And uh, you can check out our deals of the week and our winter clearance and all the other deals that we have going on. And you can, and uh, and then we'll in the next couple months we'll start having spring and summer stuff flowing yeah. in, so you'll be able Clearance to see those there. So, anyway, thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Mm-hmm.